and welcome back to the Rare Disorder podcast. I'm your host, Shivani, and this is the 10th episode of my Meet a Fighter series. So let's get right into it. So today, I'm going to be addressing the rare condition Generalized Lymphatic Anomaly, or GLA. It was previously known as lymphagiomatosis. So, how rare is it? It is not known how many people are affected with this condition, but it is known to be extremely rare. It is a rare congenital and progressive disorder of the lymphatic channels, which can affect different organs, including the bones and the intestines. It can also cause problems if the abnormal lymphatic tissue develops within important tissues and structures in the body. What are some symptoms of this condition? The first is bony pain and risk of fractures due to weak bone structure. If the digestive system is involved, some other symptoms may include a swollen tummy, diarrhea, nausea, and nutritional problems. The spleen may be affected and the kidneys may be affected as well. And this can lead to a rise in blood pressure and loss of protein in urine. Some other symptoms include coagulation problems, including recurrent bleeding or bruising and breathing difficulties. So what causes GLA? It is thought that GLA is caused by an error in the development of lymphatic tissue in early foetal life. Although it does not appear to be inherited, it may develop as a result of a genetic mutation that occurs randomly. However, further research is needed to better understand the cause. How is this condition diagnosed? Since GLA is a rare condition, diagnosis will only be possible with input from different medical teams and specialists. MRIs and ultrasound tests will be used to find out which part of the body is affected, and a biopsy may also be used to examine and further confirm the diagnosis to help guide treatment. Some related disorders include GSD and KLA. So what are some therapy or treatment options for GLA? It depends entirely on the individual. There are several factors to take into account, such as the part of the body affected, the severity of the disease, and related complications. However, some common treatments include medication or drug therapy, surgery, pericardial drainage, and radiotherapy. Now I'm so excited to welcome Leah, who is a fighter of generalized lymphatic anomaly, or GLA. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. To start, I was wondering if you could talk about an average day in your life with this rare condition. Yeah, um, thank you so much for having me. So with GLA, um, everyone's different, um, like a lot of other rare diseases. For me, um, it affects my bones and my spleen. And so for an average day for me, I wake up and I take all my meds. And um, usually I kind of also try to like analyze how my pain is because a lot of it is dependent on how I slept that night, um, whether it was like kind of a restful sleep or a restless sleep. So I moved around a lot, usually my back is not happy the next day. Um, so then I have to kind of plan out my day kind of around my pain. Um, and then I kind of know like 
how many breaks I'll need throughout the day, how I'll be able to pace myself throughout that day and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of like how I analyze things usually in the morning. Um, the people, even my parents probably don't realize that I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just part of everything and you just got to do it. Um, and then I try to live every day, like, you know, like a normal day, like a normal person. I get to the best extent that you can. Um, thankfully I have a good group of people who understand what I go through and understand that I do need to pace myself sometimes, especially during the summer. And I live in Memphis, Tennessee, so like with the heat and everything, there's a lot of pacing that I have to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, is there anything you feel that other people should know about your condition? Um, I think that a lot of people should know that it's not, like, I think a misconception, even when I was diagnosed almost five years ago, was that I was going to break all my bones and everything, like, and all that stuff. Um, And so... I think a misconception, a lot of times, a misdiagnosis comes along with a lot of people just not knowing um, and not pushing to know. And so I think that lymphatic conditions, especially complex lymphatic anomalies, which mine is a part of, um, needs to be talked about more because it is on scans and blubber and stuff. It's kind of similar to a lot of other conditions um, but it's not at all. Um, and so it can deal, it can cause a lot of other problems if you just look at it as it might be cancer, it might be this, or that might be autoimmune, but you know, it, it's not, it, it's kind of stuck in between like, both of those. Mm-hmm. And then how are you coping with it? Um, so this is such a good question. I literally just had a conversation with my parents about this. Um, so like I, you know, like everyone, like you have your good days and your bad days. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that for me, like good days are when my pain and my nausea are more under control. Um, but you know, I've gotten to the point, especially this past year with COVID where, you know, it's it's really about just trying to live my life and I really enjoyed advocating. And if that's what I make a stamp on in the world and I raise awareness and all of that stuff, that's what helps me honestly cope with it better mm-hmm. is sharing that awareness and bringing it to people's attention. And I, like, I enjoy talking about it. Um, and I talked to, like, you know, I just had a conversation with parents and I talked to them about how I, at the same time, I tried to not let it consume me, the condition. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's a part of me and it is who I am, but, you know, it's hard to sometimes not let it totally consume you mm-hmm. and be everything that it is about you. So it's like that hard balance sometimes. Um, and then another question I had was, have you ever encountered a major struggle 
with your condition and how were you able to overcome it? So it's not necessarily kind of with my condition, but like I said, like every of my conditions different. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully I have very grateful. I have one of the better ends, um, the spectrum when it comes to the complex lymphatic anomalies like GLA is I guess you would say the lesser of the evils <laughs> um it it sucks to say it but like it kind of is mm-hmm. um but at the same time like my major struggle was with my diagnosis they did a spleen biopsy and my spleen has lesions on it and um these lesions, they um, they leaked lymphatic fluid all throughout my abdomen. I was in the hospital for a month. I gained 30 pounds of lymphatic fluid in two weeks. I still, to this day, still have stretch marks from it. And this triggered my neuropathic pain. And so that, that was mostly my, that still to this day is my major struggle is still dealing with that pain and everything that happened from that biopsy and other people with my condition that have had biopsies a lot of their struggles come from that too because biopsies are a big like no-no we now know that thankfully but um at the time like it wasn't 100 percent sure like could it cause something bad could it not um, so that was basically the major issue that happened with my condition was this biopsy for me and just kind of everything that happened the next few years. Um, and then I had to like learn how to manage my pain, uh, everything. And it was, it, it's hard and it was hard. Thankfully I'm doing a thousand times better than I was. And, uh, I'm very grateful for that though. Mm-hmm. And then, if any, what are some initiatives or um, actions that you take to raise awareness for this? So, for me, I love to be super involved with things. I followed the Cure account. Um, mm-hmm. I followed tons of other accounts. I am um, also a part of, I'm an ambassador for All Stripes, um, which is a great organization you like help to share the kind of your medical records and they help then to share it with um with researchers and help to find medicines and all this stuff it's a great resource and our our community the lgda community has helped them and they've partnered with us like it's just a whole great resource um and i've loved being a part of that and i love just like sharing anything that i can I love doing these fundraisers. Um, I do one usually around the time of when I was in the hospital and then usually around my birthday. Uh, Of course, this past year, like, I didn't really do one with COVID and everything. Um, But I did, like, ask people, like, around my birthday to just, you know, just think of, think of, like, what you're grateful for and, like, think of, other people who aren't necessarily as grateful like yes like COVID and everything sucks but there's so many other things that could be worse at the same time 
have a scenario you put on your eggs in one basket, like you're going to want to pick yours back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that having this condition, everything that me and my family have been through, like we definitely have realized that a lot more. And so I try to raise that awareness for that kind of aspect to my friends and our, fam- and our family and everyone. All right, and then I was just wondering if there were any resources or websites you would like to share that you have come across to help other people with the same condition. Yes, so lgvaalliance.org is the go-to website for my condition and then the other complex lymphatic anomaly conditions. Uh, And you'll find information there. You'll find doctors. You'll find stories of other patients you'll find a registry on there and then there's also a facebook group for lgda and you can contact anyone on there you're welcome like someone wants to contact me on like you can dm me on instagram at leah's story um, and stuff if you're more than welcome to i'd be happy to help you with anything that i can putting you in contact with anyone that I can as well. But those are basically the resources that we have are these LGBA alliance communities um, because we are extremely rare and, you know, we're small and so we're a small community. And so those are really the only resources that we have. Uh, but we also do have, a, there also is a page on Instagram as well for LGBA. Mm-hmm. And then just to kind of close off now, I was wondering if there was anything else you would like to share with my podcast audience today. Uh, just for me, obviously everyone's different. Um, but for me, this, this diagnosis has almost been like a blessing in disguise. It's pushed me to be a better person. It's made me go on this career path of wanting to be in hospital administration. Um, and I know that days are hard to find the good in things. It's Some days are really hard to find the good in things. But if you just find that one good thing in that day to make you get to that next day and keep pushing you forward, I promise that like you will live your life and that you will have a full life and you can also keep advocating for yourself and telling your doctors exactly how you feel and you like sometimes you gotta dig on their websites and everything to find out like what you need and who to talk to and everything but I promise that like you keep pushing for yourself you keep advocating for yourself and like you will, you will make your stempel work. You will make an impression in your doctors as well, and they will want to help fight for you as well. All right, and then so just to end off now, I would like to thank you so much, Leah, for joining me today and sharing your story and really helping me um, spread awareness and advocate for this rare condition. Um, so thank you.